Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. Modesty wasn't just in clothing. It was your attitude, right. your body language. And, and so it was more than just that. Yeah. Like you could dress modest, but be the biggest flirt. Yeah. You get that's that, what yeah. that there is, even I've known, if you're flirting with I've known married women. Men. I've known Christian. No, no. Yeah. I've known Christian women mm-hmm. or young women who dressed very modestly, mm-hmm. but they are the most flirtatious things I've ever met yeah. in their verbiage. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they might have tried, they said modesty on their clothes, but they didn't say modesty in their mouth. Exactly. And, and that's and one of the behavior. Yeah. And one of these days we will talk about it, having filters. It's a filters. full package. It is a full package. It's a full package. Yes. It, your, your, your facial expressions, your mouth, your words, your body, they all need to be modest. Exactly. And, and, and if you've not been modest before, this actually takes practice. Yeah, it does. It does. It and, takes you, and it takes accountability. Yeah. You know, I, it does take accountability. You know, have somebody that you trust to say, Hey, you sure you want to wear that? Yeah. You know, maybe you shouldn't wear that. Or, hey, did you see how you talk to that guy over there? You mm-hmm. might, you know, not be like that. And some people do. They're, they're just, they have a flirty attitude anyway. Mm-hmm. I get it. But you can still minimize it. You know, sometimes I come across as just a mean old monster. I, I sometimes have to, you know, sound a little happier and giddier. And see, I'm the opposite. I'm a social butterfly and I literally have to tone it down and I have to make sure I get down and I get accused of sometimes of, um, it's not the shyness. It's being, um, I guess a haughty attitude or you're better than me attitude. And it's not that I just don't know what to say. And I don't want to open my mouth because it will probably come out wrong. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's, we got two, two spectrums going on here, you know? So, um, but we keep each other, but we do keep each other accountable. Yeah. You know, and we do check check with each other. We check with each other. You know, hey, did I come across rude? You know, you flat out told me you're like, well, you could have said that more gentle. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You've been a little bit more gentle when you said that. Yeah. And and then I've also said to you, man, I, I really, I really need to be more mindful of, um, how I talk to people who don't know me because they, they take it wrong sometimes. Right. You're joking around and sometimes they don't realize it. Yeah. So, okay. So, so I guess that's a way of saying, ladies, find you somebody who's accountable. Yeah. Find you an accountability partner, whether it's your husband, mm-hmm. a sister-in-law, a really good friend, somebody who loves the Lord so much and is in the word. Not a fake. Don't find somebody who doesn't have a reason. If they don't read their Bible, find another accountability partner. All right? And you can be accountable to each other and reading your Bible. But make sure you find somebody who can help you with this journey. Don't do it by yourself. Right? No, it's... And if you're no. shy, it's okay. You'll find another shy buddy. Usually what happens is a shy person needs to meet somebody who's not so shy. Right. And well, then that's us. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? We've worked... Because when Joanna and I first met, she... I, I don't even know how we were going to become friends because I didn't talk to anybody. No, not really. Not at all. No, nope. certainly not me. Mm-mm. So, but the Lord used it to where I talk more correctly. And then I guess, I don't know. Do I, t- do I tone you down? Probably not. I don't know, Anna. Am I, am I, I tonable? 
I don't know. Anyway, right I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know. Anyway, we'll have to think about that one. Yeah. Okay, carry All on. All right, next topic. Yes. Okay, so um, there's, a, there's a meme. I'm totally, I'm kind of changing the subject, but not really. It still follows in. So there's a meme that goes around, and it's one of my favorites, and it literally just, um, I absolutely love it. And it says, um, God will never send you someone else's spouse. And, and the same thing, whether have you seen that mean, yes, I have. Okay. And, and, and it, whether it's a man or a woman, cause Ray met uh, somebody who knew who, yeah, this uh, is not gender related. No, it's not. Cause it's, it, this, this guy was a pastor and he said he was um, interested in, or he wanted to ask Ray if maybe he can every once in a while help, um, uh, maybe do a special guest speaker at his church. And Ray's like, okay. And he started talking to me, he's talking about this woman and he's like, wait, wait, she's still married. Oh, well, she's in the process of divorce. I'm helping her. Yeah. Um, he goes, wait, yeah, are no. you helping her by getting her back with her husband? He goes, oh, he's a real jerk and she doesn't need to be with him. He goes, um, one, this is wrong. Right. And two, I will never guest speak at your church exactly. until you repent of this. Exactly. And he hadn't heard back from the guy since. Well, it goes against everything that the Lord stands for. Yeah. He is not going to send. Okay. Like we talk about this where we say, um, I, and I've heard women tell me this. Oh, well, the, you know, he's the Lord sent him to me. He's my soulmate. God wouldn't want me to be happy. Yeah. He wouldn't want me and, to be miserable. He wants me happy. And he's, he's miserable with her. So he's put us together. No, 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 no. The Lord doesn't. No. He's not a homewrecker. He's no. not a marriage ruiner. No. He doesn't. That goes against everything. It's in his commandment. Right. There's two of them. Right. There's seven and ten. Talk about no adultery. Don't cover. Yep. Don't covet somebody else's wife. Don't commit adultery. He said it's that important. Exactly. And he said it many times. No fornication. Right. No fornication because there's no big commitment. Uh, hello. Yeah. If you are sleeping around with somebody else's uh, spouse. We're non spouse. Yeah. Fornication goes either way. Fornication. <laughs> yeah. Either way. If, if, you're, <laughs> yeah, say, if, you're, if you're having relations with somebody who's not your spouse, it's fornication. Right. You know? And and. That's why God is so adamant about it. But, and we, and yes, some people do have a terrible spouse, but we've seen how the Lord has rescued women out of that or rescued men out of yeah. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. hopeless. Leave it, let the Lord take care of it. I'm not going to say the Lord takes care of it like he took care of Abigail's problem. Right. Not everybody. That doesn't happen to everybody. But I have seen, I've heard stories where um, spouses have gotten divorced because one of them was, you know, cheating and abusing and all that. And this one story, the wife in her heart was never divorced. She never dated, never went out with another man. She waited for him to come home. And when he got saved and, and he started thinking about it and the Lord's like, you need to call your wife. He goes, um, those people who know me, that is not me. Yeah. <laughs> She's not talking no, about me. This was on stories of, um, <laughs> this is, uh, unshackled. The stories on, uh, uh, KHCB would play stories called unshackled. And yeah, it was okay. stories of people who got, came to faith. And, and then the Lord had kept telling this guy, you know, he goes, you need to call your wife. He goes, um, it's been all 10 years. I don't think it's going to happen. He's like, call your wife. She told him, she goes, I've been waiting for you to come back. And I've heard multiple stories. That's not a prison fellowship had another similar story where the guy gets saved and they get their marriage back. You know? Yeah. The Lord could do anything. Exactly. Again, he is a God of the impossible. Exactly. Nothing is impossible for him. And the Lord can take it in different ways. And I, you got your own mess to talk about. Right. Okay. So what we see here, so what what I was thinking about is this um, 
This whole thing that David did was literally a triple whammy because three things that he did, there are three commandments on this. Right. Uh, don't kill. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Check. <laughs> don't covet somebody else's wife. Check. Right. <laughs> don't commit adultery. Check. Right. Okay. Um, however, the story doesn't end here. Right. Um, what we what we are about to find out is: Do they get off scot free, and are they successful are, in there? Are you going to talk about your own mess? Uh, no, I'm not. I think you should. You think so? Yeah, I think so because I want women to I, realize I that they're it was not irrelevant. Alone. No, no, no. It is very irrelevant. It's very relevant because it's not that you're angry with Bathsheba. You understand the dynamics of it because it's not just. I mean. It didn't just hurt. It hurt everybody around them. And it made long-term, what do you call it? Not decisions. Aftermath. Yes. There's an aftermath. Oh, yes. Destruction. Yeah, destruction everywhere. So that's why I think you should tell your side of the story. Okay. And then you're going to explain part of it to me because I... I don't think that's a C sharp six. And I don't think it's a C hashtag six. So I can't wait to find out what that one means. Um... Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Your oh, commandment. Note. That's commandment number seven, commandment number 10. Okay, that never dawned on me. Okay, because right. right before that, it says the word commandment, Anna. No, it doesn't. We're it talking says, it about, says on side note, don't kill anybody, C sharp six. Uh, C, uh, commandment number six. Okay, well. Don't kill anybody, because I just got done talking I about that. I didn't read the green. Listen, I read she the purple. reading my notes, okay? <laughs> and I have abbreviated things. I read the purple. Yeah, I knew exactly what I was talking about. Okay. Okay. So the story that Anna is talking about is that um, the woman that John eventually left me for. Your ex-husband. My ex-husband. Just clarify who this John is because I know a few. Okay. That's true. That's true. John is the the name of my ex-husband. Okay. So um, he left us for this woman, and I'm doing air quotes here, who was a Christian... Sorry, somebody's at my front door. Okay, who was a Christian. And um, she went to this church and she was in um, a Bible study. And um, she was talking to her Bible study teacher one day and she was telling her all about John and all about the affair. And um, her Bible study teacher flat out told she didn't get the reaction that she wanted. What she told her was what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. You need to leave him mm-hmm. and he is married. Okay. She begged to differ. Uh, well, the messenger should have said that to David. Right. But she begged to differ because this was her soulmate. The Lord sent him straight to her. Okay. And, but again, that's not what God does. But right. this is our thinking, our stinking thinking right here. Right. You know, um, this is real love. I really love him. Oh, yeah. No. He loves real me. Love would have, real, if you really loved him, you would have walked away. Right. Real love means you walk away because it's wrong. Right. Because love doesn't rejoice in iniquity. Love rejoices in truth. You know, and it's just when I found out that this had happened, I was like, not only did somebody tell her that it was wrong. She dismissed it. Right. You know? Right. And, and, um, and I just, I could, 
What, then when I found out that she called herself a Christian. Right. You know? That's confusing. Exactly. And so, so all of that is to say that, you know what? Nobody is immune. Right. Exactly. From this kind of thinking that nobody is immune from the enemy getting a hold of them right. and their mind and the way that they think. And that's why we have to get everything. We have to, it says that you have to um, capture all your thoughts, you know, and flee from the devil. So when you know you have a weakness, avoid the weakness. When you know you have temptations, avoid the temptations. And if you're going to go to somebody and be accountable and pour your heart on what you're doing, I'm right. sleeping with a married man. Right. Okay. Why did she even tell her? Because she was probably because she knew it was wrong and she was hoping somebody would support her to make her feel better. Well, that's not what she got. Right. Exactly. And, and again, accountability. Right. And when Ray and I were... But listen to your accountability partner. Yeah. Listen up because like when Ray and I were dating and everything, you know, told you I I get raging hormones and I don't always think the best, but we were smart enough to say, glad you're not here. You know, right. we're not alone. <laughs> you know, the best advice we ever gave our son is never be alone. Exactly. Don't put yourself in temptation. Exactly. Don't be alone. Stay with groups of friends. Don't go anywhere by yourself. You know, that's what we, and that's what we should be telling people around us. You know, make sure that you have accountability. Make sure you don't yeah. put yourself in a situation that's going to lead to temptation or you put yourself in an area that you know you're weak. You know, yeah. it was just funny to think about it, Joanna. People would be like, oh, I'm weak in math, so I don't do math. I'm weak in, you know, um, you know, drinking. But, hey, let's go to a liquor store. You know, I find it funny where you, you the parts that you want to be weak at, you, you, you stay away from. But there's other weaknesses. You're like, hey, let's just run to it. Like I said, Adam and Eve. Yeah. Who in the world decided to sit beside the tree? Right. Somebody decided to sit yeah, beside who, the tree. Whose job? I mean, whose thought process was yeah, it? Exactly. To grab the hey, lawn chairs and go yeah. hang out into yeah. the shade tree. Hey, hey, temptation. Let's go sit next to it. Yeah. No, ladies, if you have a temptation, get away. Uh, and I'd go so far as you've seen it in the office. There's office affairs. Oh, I mean, all when you're the with time. them, when you're with somebody eight hours a day, nine hours a day, 10 mm-hmm. hours a day, and you work with them, you, of course, Satan's going to go, hey, this is a great opportunity. If sure. you're really having that temptation, Find a new job. I know it yeah. sounds like it's really easy, but I'm just saying, because if you do everything, change you departments, keep, change departments, or if you're really working hard to find a new job, you're not going to be thinking about that other person. Right. Because you're too busy looking for another job. Exactly. You know, get away from it. Exactly. So what we, what we learn is that David's story, their story doesn't stop no. right there. It mm. actually, there's a whole nother part too. Oh, well, there's a whole okay. book of uh, his consequences run through the rest of the books of Samuel. Oh my God. It's right, here. Which we are not doing yeah, tonight, not, but we, we are going to do, um, oh gosh, what is this? 23? What? Are we about to start? Yeah. No, 12. I'm sorry. Big letters right here on my notes. Chapter 12. Okay. 22. I believe it's 22, 12. I've already chunked my other paperwork. So. Oh, oh, here. That uh, was my cue. My cue. Yeah. Wait. Where are we I think we're we on. We should know this. So sorry. Bear with us. Grab some chocolate. Get a drink while we figure it out. Okay. Oh we gosh. are on Samuel twenty two twelve. Well, this is Second Samuel 11. So we're on Second Samuel 12. Why do I keep saying 22? Because that's where we are in church. And if you're interested in the rest of this, you can go to the podcast Set for Life. Yes. That's the, our pastor's teachings. So you could always go to Set for Life and hear the rest of the story. Oh, yeah. He's been doing Samuel 22. And, uh, Samuel 22. and, and we promise 
Our pastor does not go off the rabbit's trail like we do. He stays uh, on target. That's because he doesn't have any chocolate and coffee and, you know. And bubbly water and right. all that and fun stuff. I say rabbit trails are fun sometimes. Okay. So we are on, oh my God, what are we on, Anna? What is it? Page 7 of 10. Second Samuel Yule, chapter 12. Chapter 12. Yep. Okay. We got it this time. Yep. Chapter 12. Okay. So the Lord sent Nathan to David. I have to stop there. Go for it. Oh, gosh. Already just, we're stopping. I'm we're going to make it so I'm far. Like, could you imagine Nathan getting that message from the Lord? Oh, okay. Now, Nathan is the, the prophet the, in yes. that area. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I just imagining Nathan getting the word. And, and Nathan's like, oh, man. No. <laughs> Nathan might have figured out what was going on. I don't know where he was hanging out. Maybe he had heard uh, yeah, stories. Yeah, we don't know. He might Maybe have heard chatter. We don't know. He might have heard rumors. But I could not imagine when the Lord sent Nathan. Nathan knows what's going on. He's going, oh, David. Man, gosh, David. David. I hate to have this talk. That's what I mean. And that's part of my point is don't make somebody have that talk with you. Seriously. Don't put somebody else in that that situation. That was the scariest thing I ever did is there was a a little girl that came to the church. Our old church. And I was with the youth group. (laughs) Youth group is so much fun. And we used to have a saying, no purple. Girls wear pink, boys wear blue. So no purple. It means they can't get so close together. They make oh my purple. gosh! I just <laughs> yeah, they can't get so without close. your visual, yeah. Anna. Which nobody Sorry. got to see that so, but me. I would have never <laughs> figured that one out. In the summers, they would have a late night, and I would always volunteer. And this girl comes in, and the boys. Some of the boys are being kind, and they're trying not to look. But this girl's got a really low cut shirt on, and I knew the Lord was telling me I need to have a talk with her. And that was the scariest thing ever to go up to like a thirteen, fourteen year old girl and say, "Honey, you need to cover up yourself." So yeah. I'm like walking up there. I'm like, your jewels are precious. Because yeah. so, I knew the Lord told me to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why, Lord? <laughs> Send me up against a six foot man. Okay. Not a 14 year old little right. girl. <laughs> <laughs> right? Please. But no, he sent me. And I had to go up and say, look, um, you need to save this for your husband. You need to cover it up. Now, the funny part is she, she didn't really like it. But she did sort of cover up and. And then when I walked by and I saw her with a couple other guys, she suddenly straightened up her shirt again. But I already shook my head and I went and found one of the young uh, youth pastors and I said, hey, hey, do you see that girl? You need to go talk to the boys about not hanging out with her. Mm -hmm. So not only is she doing wrong, but they're doing wrong because they're um, a part of it. It's a recipe for disaster. So yeah, we, um, yeah, anyway, those youth group nights were fun. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, but I just thought that was appropriate because I can, I really can relate to David. I mean, Nathan right now. Right, right, Thanks. right. Thanks, Lord. You want me to go to, go to the king that yeah. he just. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. And he I wasn't. Pe- he chewed the short yeah. straw. But I'm just saying, Nathan's <laughs> not mad at the Lord. Nathan's mad at David. Oh, yeah. Because he, he's probably thinking, David, I shouldn't be in this position. You yeah. put me in a position I shouldn't even be exactly. in. Exactly. Thanks a lot, dude. Cannot believe we're having this conversation right now. Yeah. Okay. And so, since I know the Lord's not going to let me die, I want right? you have it. And he's not going to let me not tell him, you yep. know, because they didn't have choice. This is what they had to do. We, this is what's their job. Yeah, I'm sure everybody knew about Jonah. All the prophets oh, probably right. heard about Jonah. Right. They, 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 they want to oh, avoid gosh. the fish. Can't be thanks. pulling a Jonah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, David. And you notice <laughs> the Lord sent Nathan to David, not Bathsheba. Yeah. Because David could have stopped it all. Yes, he could. Yes. Could have Bathsheba had said, no, sir. I am not doing that to my husband. Yep. Nope. Nope. But neither one of them. But David, he's got to own it because he's the king. Yep. He's making. And so sometimes we have to remember people are watching us. He is going to hold us higher accountable. Yeah. Than somebody else. Because we know better. We know better. We know better. And so he's going to hold us accountable. 
Yep. And the Bible talks about how if we cause somebody to stumble, Mm -hmm. we get their consequences. And and if we see something and we don't do something about it, when the Lord tells us to, we're going to have some consequences. Yes. So anyway. It's not pretty. No, and I feel bad for Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. And um, okay, so the Lord sent Nathan to David, and he, being Nathan, came to him, David, and said to him, Told him, sat, sat him down, told him a story. I must want to say, I do have to, I think about David's expression here. Like, does David always get stories and thinks this is cool? Is this like normal to have a story time as an adult man? Well, he didn't say, hey, Nathan, what are you doing here? No, no, no. They sat and chatted, you know, I'll Nathan. You. Yeah. yeah, I got a story to tell you, Dave. Have a seat. Grab, grab a beer. Have a seat. Let's sit by the fire. Let's chat. more like wine. Yeah. Maybe a oh, little yeah. Could have been mead, but it's probably more like Could've wine. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Okay. So Nathan begins to tell him a story. So the story goes like this. There are two men in one city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds, but the poor man, he had nothing except for one little bitty hue lamb, which he bought and nourished. And it grew up together with him and with his children. It ate of his food and drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom. And it was like a daughter to him. And a traveler came to the rich man who who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare for one of the um, wayfaring men. And he came to him, but he took the poor man's lamb and he prepared it for the man who came to him. So, um, David's anger, uh, we're on verse five. So David's anger was greatly aroused against this man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall, shall surely die and he shall restore fourfold, keyword here, fourfold for the lamb because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Then Nathan did said to David, you are that man. And this is not a good way of saying you're the no, man. you are that man, David. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel. I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wife into your master's wives into your keeping. And I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. If and if that had been too little, I also would have given you so much more. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife. You have killed him with the sword of the people of Amnon of Ammon. Now, therefore, the sword, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your house, from your own house, and I will take your wives right before your eyes and give them to your neighbor. And he shall lie with your wives in the sight of the sun for you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all of Israel before the sun. And we will see that. We'll see how he loses. A lady. Oh, not yeah. here. Not ladies. We promise we're not going to do it on this no, podcast. No, no. <laughs> uh, like I said, you can go to set for life if you want to hear the rest of the story, but he right? does. He winds up losing four of his sons. He, all of this that God said was going to happen happens. Exactly. So, God made a promise, so he's not going to kill David, but he's got to do something. Exactly. So let's unpack this just a little bit. Yep. Okay. So Nathan came in, 
he told David a story, a parable, um, which was actually uh, about David. Mm -hmm. And David was so clueless and so blind to his own sin, as, by the way, we normally Mm -hmm. are, that he didn't even realize he was the rich guy and Uriah and Bathsheba were the poor guy and the lamb. And Nathan was like laid it on him. And um, this was David's light bulb moment. He finally got it because the next, next verse says chapter 13. So David, verse said, 13. I'm sorry, verse okay. 13. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Okay. And I'm still amazed. I, so here we go. It just dawned on him. It literally just dawned on him. So now he realizes he has sinned. So now this is, um, okay, so this is actually this one-liner here. That's all that Second Samuel says about his big revelation. But we also see that he wrote an entire psalm, which was Psalm 51. A song um, is a song, and it was a song of repentance over the Bathsheba thing. So we're not going to read it tonight, but I encourage you read it. It's really good. And it shows us exactly how David really felt. We're not going to talk about it tonight because it's too long, Um, but it's very clear. He was very broken and distraught over his sin, which should be his actual normal reaction. Killing someone as a cover up should not have been his first go-to reaction, but that was actually David's third go-to mm-hmm. um because plan a b and c yeah didn't, that work. didn't work yeah yeah so um let me flip my page here so since david repented does this now mean here's my here's the question since david repented does this now mean that he is good to go and everything is all flowers and rainbows again and i like to put it this way let's see sin is like a big cauldron of soup and when you knock that cauldron over, what happens to all the soup? I say cauldron because they were really huge. A regular pot wouldn't be much. Sometimes it is pot, but sometimes it's a cauldron. What happens? It spills everywhere, doesn't it? It gets it's everywhere. Mixed. Have you ever broken something that's made of glass in your kitchen? Uh, How I'll long actually, do yes. you find shards of glass? Months. Months. <laughs> Months. Sometimes years. Right. Depends what you're moving around. <laughs> um, Ray and I anointed the kitchen twice the other day. I, I did it the first time with um, the um, olive oil. And now I have plastic and Roy did it with the uh, avocado oil that was so strategically placed in the cabinet. So it would just jump out. And um, I'm, I, when I was cleaning the glass of the avocado oil, I was finding pieces of glass of the olive oil. Oh my gosh. And, and it was in two different places. I broke mine on the countertop. Yeah, Ray it wrote, spreads. Yeah. Sin spreads. Exactly. His it's was over visual. across the other kitchen. Not that it's like a huge kitchen, but it was across the room, a few steps away. And yet, like I said, I'm still finding yeah. shards of glass everywhere. And that's like sin. Yeah. When you when you sin, it's like a broken glass. Yeah. Sometimes the Lord has it where you can find all the pieces and clean it up. Sometimes you are still finding glass oh, yeah. years later that you've got to clean up. Yep. Sometimes you find it in your fingers. Sometimes you find it in your foot. We have consequences. We don't get them all at the same time. Nope. Not all the time. Sometimes we get them in in segments, in sections. Sometimes he's merciful and we do have it all at once. But sometimes it's like, no, your sin doesn't just hurt you. A lot of people think sin only hurts them. No, No, sin hurts other people. Damages everybody Um, around Collateral damage. People who it it shouldn't even affect, it it will affect them. Sure. It does. Um, okay, so let's read the rest of ber- verse uh, 13. 
It said, and Nathan said to David, the Lord has also put away. Here we go. The mm-hmm. Lord has also put away your sin and you shall not die. However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also who is born to you shall surely die. And then Nathan left. He said his peace. He took off. I would I would have run too. Right. <laughs> Pretty much what I yeah. did after I told that little girl. I'm going to run. Right. But, um, okay. But so, it, God kept his promise. Yeah. He had promised David, well, he made lots of promises, but he his original covenant that he made with Israel, he's cu- he's keeping that covenant. Yeah. So See, this it, is twofold though. Yeah. He's keeping his covenant, but he but, also is Yes. Like, he gets to watch his consequences yes happen. And he also gets to show and when you get done I, I I think it's a good time to go through the gospel message because Jesus died for us, our sins. Yeah. You know, for the sins that we did. Jesus died, was willing to die for it. So anyway, we'll do that in a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so what he, what basically is what Nathan is saying is um, you're not going to die, but you will not get mm-hmm. to keep this child born out of complete lust. Um, now, that's, that's just the choice that David, that the Lord made for David and Bathsheba. He, yeah. Be- I keep saying her name wrong, Bathsheba. Because he's showing us also a gospel parallel. Right. I believe he's really showing us a gospel parallel. Um, yes, which you can talk about later. Yes. Okay. Um, so, David... So he get he gets he gets a blessing and a curse. Yeah, he does. He gets to uh, the Lord kept his covenant. He doesn't get to die, but at the same time, he gets to watch. He's already been told your son will not live. Right now, we don't know we when. Don't know how, yeah, we don't know how old the baby was at this time. Right, um, we don't know, but um, but I'll, yeah, he yep yeah, he blesses Bathsheba later. I don't know. Do you talk about that? Yeah, I think I do. Okay. Yes. Not, oh, actually, yes, I, yes do. You do. I do. Yes, you do. Okay. So one thing that I want, and you actually touched on it earlier. I wanted to point out a fun fact here that I was noticed when I was reading. It said, David said the culprit shall say when, when he was getting his, he was so angry about this rich man taken from this poor man. He dulled, he dulled out a consequence. He said, David said, the culprit shall say shall pay fourfold, mm-hmm. which, by the way, was the normal... Cu- I, I looked this up. Okay. Um, that was the normal custom for stealing. Okay, the normal custom for stealing at that point was not death. It was uh, you had to pay back four times the amount that you stole. Nice. Okay, that was normal. That's why David said that. Okay, and 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 um, we will actually see throughout the scriptures in Second Samuel that David actually lost four children. Yes, yes, because he 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 put punishment on himself. Yes, because of his and, his, and the Lord honored actions. it. Yep, <laughs> Lord's like, yep. Well, you <laughs> okay? Fine. That's what it is. My son used that's to do what that. We're gonna do. Stevie used to do that. Negotiate yeah. punishments. Yeah. Sometimes he did a great job. Yeah. I let him go. You you want to change the pun? Go for it. Yeah. And then he realized that man, he just made it worse. Oh yeah, he totally worse but, than what you would have. But yeah, I think he tried it twice, and then he realized that he did a better job than yeah. I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea, son. <laughs> Thought of that one, right? Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. 
Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over. Oh, 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 oh